The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before any of it, we are going to kick things off as we do every day with our afternoon update, catching you up on all that has happened uh, today, the stories that matter most. And joining me for the afternoon update today is John Lee, Executive Editor of the Daily Mail Group Ireland, and Mary McCarthy, columnist with the Irish Independent. Folks, you're both very welcome. Uh, so, uh, John, Good we've been you. talking for the last kind of 24 hours about, well, for the last eight or nine months, but for the last 24 hours again Here about RTE. Um, uh, the Grant Thornton report, uh, elements of it leach yesterday, more detail today. So what have we learned about Toy Show the Musical? Um, what I learned today was my uh, ability to grasp old movies and compare them. I was thinking reading that stuff today. Do you remember that film, The Producers? Oh yeah, it's been yeah. half cancelled. Springtime for Hitler. Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> and they tried to make a, 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 a complete failure on Broadway and but failed to make a failure and it's actually a smash hit. But it seems the Toy Show, the musical, was ac- actually achieved that. Um I don't know where I don't know where people are going to draw a line on on this today. I don't know if you heard Shuna Rally gave an interview um, this afternoon on radio, um, another radio station, and it was I thought appalling uh, and an embarrassing uh, attempt at defence of what has gone on. Th- things have changed somewhat. Uh, Fine Gael TD is called now for um, heads to roll, which we haven't seen thus far really um, throughout this, but. RT are waiting now on a second bailout and this is this is ill-timed for them and it is kind of the big one we've been waiting for. And what it is is yet another example of gross financial mismanagement. The very basics of signing a contract without passing it through your board when it's in print. So to explain to your listeners, I'm sure a lot of them know already that they, people, somebody, a lot of this is anonymized, anonymized sign a contract with the National Convention Centre to hold uh, Toy Show the Musical without passing it through their, their board because it, it was to be a spend of over two million quid. So it was, it was decided without um, bosses knowing and we're, it seems, expected to accept, accept this and continue on. They have a bailout coming up, as I said, um, which is further monies, money that's dependent on reform. I have seen, and I'm a senior executive at a media company for a long time, I have seen absolutely no attempt to reform that organisation. And I keep saying, I've said in this programme before, I think a point is going to come when the money runs out, a bit like the Irish banks, and somebody says, right, that's it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, again, I was talking to uh, cabinet ministers today and the, the, this, con- this constant refrain with them, oh, we need a... a a public service broadcaster, and one keeps saying to me, a fairly senior person, um, "Oh, because the alternative is 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 not conscionable." And I, I think we really need to start looking at why um, uh, senior politicians keep saying we need a public service broadcaster if an operation is managing itself so badly. Um, it needs to be wound up, and. W- if we need some form of public service uh, broadcasting, let the government pay for it directly and we move on. And that is a very, very much, and this has been said publicly by cabinet ministers themselves, very much a rump organisation that covers specific events and not, is not involving itself in impresario events like this, that it's clearly uh, ill-equipped or uh, ill-trained to, uh, to, to, to do and loses two million quid. 
Mary, uh, people will accuse me of having a dog in the fight. So I'll ask you, do you think we need a public service broadcaster? Yes, I do, actually. I think uh, for the orchestra, for Irish language, for news and investigative, like we do, we really do need it. But I do think it should be separated out from the commercial. I also think people are sick of this. I think our industry like to talk about it. Would, would that be right, John and Kieran? I think we like to talk about it a lot. But I was at a board meeting last night for this football club I'm on and... Um, I brought it up and said, what does anyone think? Like nobody really, you know, cared. Although there's a clear lack of probity there and we need more serious, higher standards for those who are spending public money. That is absolutely clear. But a part of me thinks, look, they took a punt on this musical. They tried something new, right? Mm. We're trying to encourage innovation and it was it was done in a very amateurish fashion. And yes, they made a huge mistake. And I do think that, the mistakes were made, but I do think they did, like they tried something new. It didn't work out. Like mm. That happens all the time in business. And But is there not a function, it, it, the board's function I don't think is to, is to uh, mitigate, mitigate against all risk, but surely it's to assess the level of risk no, and, and yes. kind of recognise that while there can't be reward without risk, you've got to decide whether it's worth the punt. And they absolutely. didn't even have the discussion, I think. Isn't no, that absolutely. The, the and there was, that's a, that's a clear lack of, um, there, you know, that's definitely, there's, and there's a lack of honesty there as well but, about it. I think that the way the whole thing has been rolled out, yes, but essentially I do think it comes down to they made a mistake, they messed up, they do need to change, higher standards are required, but we do need public service broadcasting, I think. Mary says, and you know, I, I, I understand why that we need a public service broadcast, but what we're not doing is, is, is I think, understanding what that means. And I, and I really feel it's, it's, first of all, it's coming from senior politicians. And if, if, if a senior politician says to me, I want to hold this organisation in existence because I like its current affairs, I immediately go, well, there's a particular reason you like their current affairs. And it's not the reason that a current affairs operation should exist. And I think people are very reluctant to say this. And Kieran, you say you have a dog in the fight. They look at me and say, I have a dog in the fight. I understand um, news. I understand current affairs compilation. I'm out of 30 years. And if politicians are saying that to me, there's a question. They're, they're, they're saying publicly, oh, well, and, you know, go and get that collection of recently that they've said a public and they're saying privately, you know, with what's going on in the world, we need a public service broadcaster. So what does that mean in Ireland? That means established politicians are somehow implying that the Sinn Féin and government are going to um, use the national broadcasters for nefarious means. That's what they're saying. That's not what I'm saying. And... Should a state-funded uh, broadcaster th- then, in my eyes, not be more open to to abuse than a commercial organisation? So that doesn't make sense either. And this is just the latest disclosure, the Toy Show musical, of catastrophic financial management, catastrophic um, lack of probity from a board and catastrophic, let's not, let's not forget, oversight by a government department. And Catherine Martin, I've said this before in this programme, I wrote it last year, in any other department, she'd have been sacked. I, you know, she has wandered through this, um, like Lear on the on, on the plains, not seeing anything that's going on around her. But it, there has to be some some mm. kind of um, uh, um, account paying done here, and it's not being done. And I think the organisation is is in serious serious trouble. And 
certainly when the money runs out, it's going to do very quickly when um, people finally stop paying their licence fee. I think it's going to be wound yeah. up in the form we all have. Well, I tell you, and I think about it, a lot of people aren't yeah. saying what needs to be said. With the dog in the fight, I would say this. Uh, uh, one element of the discussion and debate or an aspect of it that I do reject is the kind of the insinuation, Mary, that without RT, there's no public service broadcasting. I mean, we're a heavily regulated industry. Like, we, you know, there's kind of, there's, there's a... Uh, an implied message that it's just kind of a wild west everywhere else, including here on News Talk. It's Which not. is not true, right? But you do need money for, you know, to carry out lengthy investigations. And there isn't that money there. I, I don't know what your paper is like, but there's not money. There isn't money in media anymore well, to, do, and, and again, to fund journalism, like journalists to sit on a story for two weeks. But, 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 but can you, can do you not? RT do that? Uh, they do already ah. investigates. Uh, I, I, I mean, they're, they're do long they do projects that other that other organisations don't do. I think RT investigates do work that other organisations would find it hard commercially to justify. Like what? Like say the long term investigations they did around Katrina Carey in my part of the world last year. Like that took a but long, Katrina long Carey, time. Katrina Carey was was investigated by commercial outfits. Another outfit, the Irish Independent, has done a long, a long running investigation into her. You look at the. Uh, sorry, I interrupted Mary. That's not. It's not fair for me to. I just asked that question. Sorry. No, you're. It's interesting. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I don't. You, you were speaking. I interrupted you. I think that as time goes on, I think that the generation now who are watching TikTok, they're not going to pay their TV license in ten years' time, right? My fifteen-year-old, he's he never watches television. I don't think I've ever seen him watch it TV ever. So I think that there will come a time when, as you were saying, John, the money's going to be gone and. Public service broadcasting, I believe, is important. I think that, like, Irish language, I personally, I'm really terrible at Irish. I don't want to see it die out. You know, I think that's, it's something that other stations just wouldn't, or other news organisations, they don't have the funds to, mm. you know, to produce uh, programmes in Irish. But then I think <laughs> the bullet needs to be bit. All these things can be can be funded. In the United States, for instance, PBS is funded. An awful lot of it is done at PBS. If you look at this public broadcasting service, is done through donations from private from private industry. Mm. And um, there's so much here that is done by, I think, an archaic organisation. It's a hangover from a time when the Late Late Show had 70% of, of the viewership in the country. That's all gone. And there just hasn't been the grasping of the understanding that, that this hybrid model that they have doesn't work. They, they have the arrogance and the, uh, and the, the, the self-belief, misplaced self-belief to involve themselves in, in impresario behaviour. That's, that, that's, that's a catastrophic damage to its own, in, to its own image. All right. Listen, we will park that conversation there for the moment. I suspect we will be back talking about RTE uh, again before long. It is the nature um, of this one aspect, I have to say, of the kind of Grant Thornton report that struck me as uniquely Irish. Maybe that's unfair, but again, nobody named. John made the point it's anonymized. It's the classic Irish report. Don't name anybody. As if these kind of decisions are made by just kind of anonymous bots That's not somewhere. good enough. I, I, I just think that's good enough. You know, yeah. and it's not to kind of to haul one person well, out what, kind of in the court of public opinion, but somebody made the decision. But that won't survive because commercial news organisations are going to identify those people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, listen, what we talk about now, we'll talk about the EPA, right? So they have a, a, a report out today and it's Ireland's climate change assessment, uh, the first comprehensive assessment. Um, do, 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 do. Ireland, may, uh, Ireland will escape many extreme climate events this century, but only if it implements immediate actions to transform the entire economy. Mary... Very strong language. I have one word for you, Kieran. 
Nuclear. We need to talk about nuclear. The data shows, you know, we're never going to have enough windmills. We're always going to have cows that we want to eat. We're not going to have abundant, cheap energy. And that's what we need, you know. And I think we're going to have to have that conversation soon. I mean, we are nowhere near our targets. I mean, there has been some positives. We're not going to hit them. There has been some positives. Okay, so we joined the Carbon Neutral Coalition a few years ago. It's a group of, there's about 60 countries in there. So we are very low. We rank 43. And so they came out recently and said that Ireland, we're doing okay with our uh, offshore wind and solar plans. That's a source of optimism. But we're missing a strategy for phasing out fossil fuels and shifting investment from natural gas towards uh emission neutral energy supply and to me that's nuclear. I don't know how else we're going to do it. Janet, I've I've talked about kind of reports that are anonymous being uniquely Irish. The other (laughs) thing that's uniquely Irish is is people's uh, antagonism towards nuclear energy when we already have it because we've got an interconnector uh, with uh, the UK. There's interconnectors being built with France. You know, there's nuclear energy powering the lights in this studio. But but people are appalled at the idea of it. What you, Mary, have given there is a solution um, rather than a finger wag. Uh, this, the extracts of the report I I, I read are, are line after line of all these things are, are going to happen. And, and there is a subliminal link there between, you know, all these storms, you've had the bad weather. That's your fault. Uh, you know, you're not, you're bar- boiling your kettle too long. You're doing this. And the farmers need to come back. I have a hard, yeah, boiling water tap, John. Well, you need so to get I a boiling actually, water yeah, tap. I think a game changer. I would love Mary, game changer. My brother has a sparkling water one. But they don't oh, make sparkling stop. water. Living the dream. No, the warning. The, the <laughs> Does he have someone to wipe his backside as well? <laughs> the boiling water tap <laughs> doesn't make great tea. <laughs> Speaking Sorry, of John. Irish solutions, the boiling water tap doesn't make great tea. It's just not that oh, hot Oh yes, enough. I agree with you no, actually. It's good yeah. for a lot of things but not for a cup of tea. You were talking about cups of tea yesterday and I yes. was screaming at the radio. Do you put salt in it? Have you tried it? No, I don't put the salt but I put the milk in first. Oh, oh no. no. I've always no, put no. the milk in first. Sorry, before the tea bag? Yeah. Oh, that's like... Oh, so that's the milk so and ways. then you put the tea bag in and then you put the boiling oh, water. Oh no, no, no. I, oh, I would no. have like a cup of tea on the go like on the air every hour and for me that's... I don't anyway. know. I, I don't even know where to go uh, with that. Well. I don't know where to go with it. Um, but no, it's it's all your fault, listeners. Uh, the EPA are wag- wagging their finger at you, and they haven't actually produced any. We know an awful lot of this. Um, we know that we're doing badly in some ways. But I would always point out that in you know Paris 2015 was the first time we really at one of those COP or uh, COP meetings really confronted an awful lot of this. And I read a piece in the Economist which kind of went against a lot of the negativity and pointed out that an awful lot of things have changed since then. For instance, um, how much conversation was there in Ireland or anyone else about renewable energy in 2015? Uh, how much conversation was there about le- using electric cars? But then again, we see electric cars are not not the solution. And obviously, there needs to be some massive change along the lines of what yourself and Mary have suggested, which is n- nuclear energy or something. But this kind of finger wagging saying it's all your fault isn't the solution. I don't Mag- think. Are they saying it's all our fault? I agree with you, John. I think there's been a, a seismic change. Whose like, fault is it? Well, from, from this, you know, it's you know, you're not changing your habits. That that's just just the impression that I get from it. Yeah. You're not changing your habits quickly enough. The farmers are all are all doing things they shouldn't be doing, like producing quality beef, and not, to my eyes, giving game changing solutions. Do you, will, will this will this report change anything in Ireland? 
Or does it just go on the shelf of all the other reports that have said the same thing? We're not going to hit those climate emissions targets. I mean, the environmentalists were kind of rejoicing that they were set in stone, as they would have put it, because they were included in that Climate Action uh, Act. They were included in legislation. And a point I was making at the time is the government set targets in legislation all the time that they missed. The disability acts include kind of six-month targets yeah, for assessment targets, of needs. That, that we'll not once have they been hit. So, I mean, there's a bit of me... No, no government minister ever acknowledges this when you ask them directly. They simply repeat the kind of line, oh, no, we simply have to hit them. But it's I mean, legally, behind the scenes, they must acknowledge we're not going to hit any of the targets. It's legally binding, but that's why I think it's going, to co- it's going to come to a kind of crisis point and then we're going to have to change tack because at the moment we're on track for 2030... We're on track for meeting 29% um, and we should be at 50% at that stage and then 100% carbon neutral mm. at 2050. So how do you, like, it doesn't add up, like, what no. we're doing. So unless we've got radical change, and we do, I think I agree with you, John, I think people are changing. We, I do lift shares now for all the football and the rugby. That's, all the parents are in on that now. It's accepted that having a fleet of cars going up to the same match is just not acceptable anymore. So I think people have, or even having like meat-free Mondays. Like except child welfare suggests that you you need a fleet of cars a lot of the time when the kids are particularly young. When we were really young, we'd be dumped outside St. Mary's Church by our parents and about eight of us would pile into these cars driven by two or three of the mentors and off we'd go up the country to You're play matches. Totally right. And now, and that, nowadays, I mean, you have to have somebody to hold the hands of every single child it's going in and out of the bathroom. the weekend. You're oh, don't even get me started. We got 11 in a Fiat Minifiori, but we were, I think we were under eight. <laughs> 11 of you? And not a great car in wow. a Fiat Minifiori. Different price since Fiat. Uh, listen, very, very briefly before I let you go, uh, John, if Finian McGrath, is he back? Is he going to be back? I was at a football match as his guest um, in uh, Shelburne Park during the, su- during the summer, and he never mentioned this, but. He was already buttering looked, up the, yeah, the political he correspondence. Bit, he looked a bit bored, and he was um, he was up to something. <laughs> Finian is one of those, and we lacked him in Irish politics. I'm in Leinster House. Now, this is my 20th year as a political correspondent, coming up soon, anniversary. And when I first went in there, the place was chock a block with characters. I know people don't think that's a good thing to have in politics anymore, but certainly Finian was one of them. And a colourful man and an extremely adept local representative, and I'd love to see him back. John Lee, executive editor with the Daily Mail Group Ireland, Mary McCarthy, columnist with the Irish Independent. Thank you both. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.